Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to the CBS Evening News ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one. In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more, but you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Tonight, President Biden warns of a bloody, destructive war in Ukraine as he announces there's now 150,000 Russian troops surrounding the country. The president vows to give diplomacy every chance as he says there's no proof Vladimir Putin is pulling back his forces. And he is warning tonight for the Russian president if he goes further west. Attack against one NATO country is attack against all of us. Plus, was a cyber attack today in Ukraine a signal that an invasion is about to begin? Pain at the pump. Our reporting tonight, gas prices already rising across America. Sandy Hook settlement, the landmark agreement as gunmaker Remington agrees to pay $73 million to nine families of the elementary school massacre. We know that this isn't going to stop gun violence, but we know that we are sending a message to gun companies. Royal sex abuse lawsuit. The new details tonight on the out-of-court settlement between Prince Andrew and Virginia Gouffre, who said she was raped by Queen Elizabeth's second son. Olympic doping outrage. The Russian ice skater places first what other drugs were found in the 15-year-old system. Missing girl miracle. Tonight, how police found a missing six-year-old girl in a secret room under a staircase. And the classical musicians working to erase the stigma of mental health. This is the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell. Reporting from the nation's capital. Good evening and thank you for joining us. We want to begin with what is the biggest security crisis between the West and Russia since the end of the Cold War. In his first address specifically about the tensions, President Biden today revealed a new number of Russian troops now encircling Ukraine, 150,000 soldiers. The president says the U.S. stands prepared to respond and in that invasion by Putin would rally the world to oppose its aggression. A U.S. official tells CBS News that Russia moved 
rocket launchers and long-range artillery into firing positions yesterday. Earlier today, the websites of Ukraine's defense ministry, armed forces, and two state-owned banks were brought down by a cyber attack. Ukraine's government released a statement suggesting Russians were the perpetrators, and experts have long said electronic warfare could be a precursor to invasion. CBS's Charlie Daggett is on the ground in Ukraine, but we're going to start with CBS's Ed O'Keefe at the White House. Good evening, Ed. Good evening, Nora. There is deep skepticism here at the White House about that purported Russian troop pullback. The president warns an invasion of Ukraine is still possible, but he had a message today for the Russian leader. Give peace a chance. President Biden said today he isn't convinced Vladimir Putin is pulling back Russian troops from the Ukrainian border. That would be good, but we have not yet verified that. Indeed, our analysts indicate that they remain very much in a threatening position. Russian state media today showed what appeared to be some Russian tanks retreating. Putin announced he had decided to partially pull back troops. But a U.S. official called the apparent withdrawal a smokescreen. And the president revealed there are now 150,000 Russian troops encircling Ukraine, up from 130,000. An invasion remains distinctly possible. The president's comments came hours after Putin, meeting in Moscow with the German chancellor, said he didn't want war and that he wanted to solve the issue as part of a negotiation process through peaceful means. We should give the diplomacy every chance to succeed. President Biden said diplomacy was still the preferred option, but he made clear that Putin's demand that Ukraine never become a member of NATO is off the table. He also had a warning for Putin. Though I've been clear that if Russia targets Americans in Ukraine, we will respond forcefully. Mr. Biden's speech today is his first on the crisis amid weeks of diplomatic talks, including a call today with the French president and the deployment of thousands of U.S. troops to NATO countries in Eastern Europe. Members of the 82nd Airborne left for Poland today. But the president made a point of explicitly stating that the U.S. and NATO are not a threat to Russia. We're not targeting the people of Russia. We do not seek to destabilize Russia. To the citizens of Russia, you are not our enemy. Now, despite Putin's claims that he's pulling back troops and the hopes for broader diplomatic talks, U.S. officials tell CBS News an invasion of Ukraine by Russia could still occur later this week. Nora. Ed O'Keefe at the White House. Thanks. The Secretary of Defense will head to Poland this week to meet U.S. troops in the NATO country. And that's where US, the U.S. has deployed 5,000 service members in hopes of hardening the alliance's eastern flank. It's out of concern that Russia could steamroll through Ukraine and move to take the former Soviet Republic of Moldova. That would put Vladimir Putin on the doorstep of NATO. And as President Biden said today, attacking one NATO country is attacking them all. CBS's Charlie Daggett is in Lviv, Ukraine, near Poland's border and the new temporary home of the U.S. Embassy. Good evening, Charlie. Nora, the president's address came a bit late for any official reaction here. Ukrainians will be hopeful the U.S. is open to negotiations, but realistically more fearful of what may come. The Russian threat still has Ukraine skeptical and on edge tonight. The foreign minister saying we'll believe in a de-escalation when we see a full-scale pullout. 
Despite Russian reassurances, U.S. officials tell CBS News those troops pulling back to their barracks are not frontline forces, describing them as irrelevant, and they represent just a fraction of the rest of the 150,000 troops, missiles, and warships that remain in place by land and sea. Critically, that includes Russian troops on joint military exercises in Belarus, just a few hundred miles from the capital, Kyiv. A U.S. official tells CBS News that Russian forces have moved into attack positions and Americans have been told to leave immediately. It's unclear how many of the thousands of U.S. citizens living in Ukraine still remain here. Some, like Heath Morrison, have sought safer refuge here in Lviv, but no plans to cross the Polish border. A full-scale invasion? I mean, yeah, sure, if troops are coming to Lviv, that would definitely influence our decision. Now, there was that major cyber attack that you mentioned earlier tonight. It shut down the websites of the Ministry of Defense and a couple of major banks. Everything was up and running in a couple of hours. People that we spoke to said it was probably something to test the system. Nora? Charlie Daggett and Lviv, thank you. Well, tonight, President Biden warns that harsh sanctions on Russia could have significant blowback on the U.S. economy, including possible price hikes and disruption to the nation's energy supply. A gallon of gas is now about a dollar more than it was a year ago. And we get more from CBS's Omar Villafranca. Filling up your gas tank can empty your wallet. California has some of the highest prices, an average of $4.71 a gallon. This station near downtown L.A., was well over $6. Holy mackerel. I couldn't believe it. It was crazy. Texas has some of the cheapest prices in the country, an average of $3.18 a gallon. But that's no relief to Eduardo Martinez, who drives more than 100 miles a day hauling construction debris. How Every often day. are you having to fill up? Shoot, maybe like once, once or twice a day. Yeah. How much is it to fill oh, your tank up? Well over $100. It looks like we're in for higher oil and gasoline prices for the long haul. Ed Hers is an energy fellow at the University of Houston and says despite the president releasing 50 million barrels of oil from the strategic reserve to help consumers, it's just a drop in the bucket on the global market. Hers says if oil-rich Russia invades Ukraine, American consumers will feel the ripple effect at the pump. Expect to see the price go up by another 50 to 75 cents a gallon if Russia goes ahead with an invasion of Ukraine. President Biden says he will work with Congress to protect consumers at the pump. Senate Democrats are considering a federal gas tax holiday, which would last the rest of the year and could save consumers up to 18 cents a gallon. But it's too early to tell if the bill has enough support. Nora. Omar Villafranca, thanks. Tonight, in an historic settlement, a gun manufacturer for the first time is being held liable for a mass shooting. Nearly 10 years after 20 first graders and six educators were killed at Sandy Hook Elementary, the families of nine victims have reached a $73 million settlement with Remington, the maker of the rifle used in the attack. We get more now from CBS's Nikki Batiste. I'm very hopeful that this creates precedent. After the murder of her six-year-old son, Dylan, at Sandy Hook Elementary School, Nicole Hockley fought for change. She's among nine victims' families who took on Remington, manufacturers of the semi-automatic AR-15-style rifle used in the massacre. They will tell you this is made for hunting, but where's the animal? 
Where's the animal in this? Attorneys representing the families were able to navigate around a federal law designed to protect gun companies from litigation, arguing that Remington chose profit over safety and deliberately marketed the AR-15 to troubled young men. I know that the headlines today are going to be a lot about the $73 million. Um, that is just not really on my radar. Um, it's more about the process of what we can now do with what we've discovered and how we can share that to everyone else. Back in December 2012, the 20-year-old gunman entered the school and began a shooting rampage, killing 20 first graders and six teachers before taking his own life. Vicky was an incredible person. Jillian and Matthew Soto are siblings of 27-year-old Victoria Soto, a teacher who died trying to protect her students. Why was it important for your family to be a part of this lawsuit against Remington? We are sending a message to gun companies and to insurance companies that your products are dangerous and you can be held liable for the deaths that come from these products. It gives us hope that People are going to remember who died at Sandy Hook, who Vicki is, and the fight that these families have put up to see this not happen again. Remington, which has now filed for bankruptcy twice, has not responded to CBS News' request for comment. Lawyers for the nine Sandy Hook families say the gunmaker did agree to make all of its marketing materials public as a part of the settlement. Nora? Nikki Batiste, thank you. Now to a major development in the sex abuse scandal that has shaken the royal family. Britain's Prince Andrew has agreed to settle a lawsuit filed by a woman who says she was sexually trafficked to the British royal by Jeffrey Epstein when she was just 17. CBS's Ian Lee is in London with more. Prince Andrew's legal battle with Virginia Dufresne ended today when the two reached a financial settlement for an undisclosed amount. A statement filed in a New York court said Andrew accepts that Jufre suffered both as an established victim of abuse and as a result of unfair public attacks. How much pressure was Prince Andrew under by the royal family to settle? Everyone in the royal family was obviously very keen to avert a full-blown trial. The settlement comes just weeks before the Queen's second son was set to be deposed under oath. There is no doubt in my mind that the possibility of his being dismantled piece by piece, question by question, and his character being shattered to pieces during the course of a deposition. Those are the reasons that Prince Andrew would settle. At the heart of the case is Jufre's accusation that convicted sex offender, the late Jeffrey Epstein, trafficked her to the prince in the early 2000s when she was just a teenager and says she was raped by Andrew, a charge the prince denies. I have no recollection of ever meeting this lady. Is Prince Andrew's settlement an admission of guilt? Prince Andrew's settlement is clearly not an admission of guilt on his part, and it was drafted specifically that way. Andrew acknowledged Epstein's trafficking of young girls and says he now regrets his association with him, adding that he'll also be making a donation to Jufre's charity. Nora, Buckingham Palace has declined to comment, but the deal avoids further potential embarrassment for the royal family as the Queen celebrates 70 years on the throne. Ian Lee in London. Thanks. 
while a jury today ruled against former Alaska Governor Sarah Palin in her libel suit with the New York Times. The jurors in a federal court rejected her claim that the paper maliciously damaged her reputation by falsely linking her campaign rhetoric to a mass shooting. A judge had already declared that if the jury sided with Palin, he would set aside its verdict on the grounds that she hadn't proved that the paper acted maliciously. Let's turn now to the Olympics, where the Russian doping scandal remains the biggest topic of conversation. Russia's 15-year-old skating sensation returned to the ice today with a powerful performance, but it did little to quiet the criticism over her failed drug test. CBS's Jamie Ukas is in Beijing with the latest. After days of drama off the ice, Russian star Kamila Valieva returned to the competition, stumbling while attempting her first triple axel, but quickly recovered, skating into the lead, heading into the finals of the women's individual program. Valieva has been under a cloud of suspicion after failing a drug test in December. She was cleared to compete in the Olympics, but the IOC said there will be no medal ceremony until the doping charges against her are resolved. I thought she handled it with a lot of grace. Stephanie Epstein of Sports Illustrated watched Valieva from inside the arena. I was watching it behind the heads of the skaters who were saying that they, you know, they believe in clean sports and that doping is wrong. And I think it was sort of another reminder for me of how this isn't really about the skating at all anymore. It's about whether she should be there. Olympic officials said today Valieva blamed her positive test on a mix-up with her grandfather's heart medication. Results on a second sample are pending. In her first public comment since the scandal broke, Valieva told a Russian state broadcaster, these days have been very difficult for me. I'm happy, but I'm tired emotionally. Tonight, the New York Times is reporting that Valieva's test found evidence of two other heart medications not on the ban list. One anti-doping official, though, said the presence of all three of those drugs in an athlete the age of Valieva is highly unusual. Nora. And puzzling. Jamie Ukas in Beijing. Thanks. Well, a frightening moment aboard an American Airlines flight right before takeoff today. The plane was on the tarmac at New York's JFK Airport heading to Phoenix when two tires blew out and the pilot had to suddenly abort takeoff. No one was hurt. All 142 passengers on board had to reschedule for a later flight. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset, hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Police in upstate New York have found a young girl reported missing in 2019. The six-year-old was discovered in a secret room hidden under a staircase in the home where her biological parents were living. Police credit an eagle-eyed detective who noticed an odd section of the staircase that appeared out of place, and they spotted a blanket. Actor Alec Baldwin was sued today by the family of the cinematographer he accidentally shot and killed on the set of his Western, Rust. A lawyer for the family of Helena Hutchins blames her death on, quote, reckless conduct and cost-cutting measures by Baldwin and other producers. Baldwin claims he never pulled the trigger. 
Well, there's big news tonight from our parent company. Viacom CBS will be known as Paramount starting Wednesday. CBS, one of the founding names in broadcasting for nearly a century, will remain the same. The company announced the rebranding today while also revealing that its streaming platform Paramount Plus and Showtime topped 56 million subscribers at the end of 2021. Studies have long found that listening to music benefits our mental health. CBS's Nancy Chen highlights an orchestra where the musicians themselves are the ones benefiting. There have been plenty of high and low notes for those on stage here at Boston's storied Symphony Hall. But when these musicians perform together, there's simply harmony. What does music bring to your life? Music brings to my life everything. Ronald Brownstein was once a music director at Juilliard and conducted around the world. I was able to learn and memorize complete symphonies overnight. But then the award-winning conductor was diagnosed with bipolar disorder, which he says cost him work. It was a constant up and down. I just want an orchestra of people like me. Along with his wife, Brownstein started the Me Too Orchestra for people with mental illness and those who support them. Musicians like Josh Santana. What have you found with the orchestra? Playing music is so powerful when you are all joined by a common mission. The New England-based orchestra has inspired ensembles around the country, all with the same focus, ending the stigma. We aren't trying to be the greatest orchestra in the world. We are just trying to create a community. A community orchestrating inclusion and appreciation. Nancy Chen, CBS News. Tomorrow, a CBS News investigation. Why claims from sick veterans exposed to contaminated drinking water at a North Carolina military base are being denied. Well, that's tonight's CBS Evening News. Good night. If you like the CBS Evening News, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at Wondery.com survey. Hi, this is Jill Schlesinger, CBS News business analyst, certified financial planner, and host of the Money Watch podcast. This is the show where your money is not scary and it's not boring. It is a show that's all about you. It's your questions that make it possible for me to provide unconventional and entertaining insights on your money and maybe more importantly, on your life. I'm going to be your financial coach, someone who brings common sense and an insider's perspective on how to manage your money and your emotions. And I promise we are going to have a little bit of fun along the way. Have a question from retirement to career changes to college funding? Just send us an email at askjill at jillonmoney.com. Follow Money Watch wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen ad-free on the Amazon Music or Wondery app.